welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 191. You don't need friends like that. As I have been leading into today's podcast and been thinking about just how challenging this particular story in Scripture is, I have thought about the importance of choosing friends wisely. We spoke a few weeks ago about you need to find out who your friends are. You need you need those friends who are going to stand beside you. But you also need to be very, very discerning when it comes to your friends as well. Because if you do not have ones of the level of integrity with which you want to live, you are just asking for disaster. And that's what we're going to see, at least in this first part of 2 Samuel 13. We're going to see a really bad idea by our lead character and his friend, instead of saying, dude, you are so wrong, get over yourself, do not even think about it. Instead, he feeds this really bad idea and gives pointers. And none of us need friends like that. So we've been walking our way through the life of King David, and I want to talk a little bit about what we have just been discussing because it impacts greatly, I think, how we look at 2 Samuel 13. So we have just finished the set of scriptures that often people call them David and Bathsheba. But I propose to you that it's much more about David and his abuse of power than it was about Bathsheba. I have no idea what part she literally played in the one night stand. I do not know if she was willing. I do not know. Scripture does not tell us. All we know is you had this incredibly powerful man who was the king of Israel. And he sets his sights on the neighbor's wife and calls for her. Back in 2 Samuel 11. It says, late one afternoon after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. He sent someone to find out who she was, and she, he was told she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her, and when she came to the palace, he slept with her. She had just completed the purification rites after having her menstrual period. Then she returned home. And we talked about in that week and in the weeks afterward, we talked about just the fact that David was not where he needed to be. Number one, he wasn't physically where he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be at war. But spiritually and emotionally, he was not where he needed to be. But I want to remind us of this story because we're going to see one of his sons act so very similar to David over these next couple of weeks as we look at this narrative. 
And I think that we've had this tendency to look at the story of the rape of Tamar and look at it as much worse than what occurred with David and Bathsheba. But both of them were about power. David abused his power as the king of Israel when it came to Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. And now we are going to see one of David's sons do very similar. In 2 Samuel 12, 11 through 12, God has gotten David's attention. And for months, David just lived in rebellion. He sought to get Uriah killed and did get him killed so that he could make a way for maybe the shame to be removed from him. But he couldn't hide from God. And God sends Nathan the prophet and he tells him this incredible story and David gets all furious and then Nathan looks at him and says, you're the man. And David immediately is broken and repents. And we've talked repeatedly about Psalm 51. But we appreciate very much that David was broken as a result of his sin. But God did not remove all of the consequences. And some of the consequences of his power-hungry, abusive actions are listed in 2 Samuel 12, 11 through 12. It says, this is what the Lord says, because of what you have done, I will cause your own household to rebel against you. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes, and he will go to bed with them in public view. You did it secretly, but I will make this happen to you openly in the sight of all Israel. In other words, David, your household is going to be a mess. And we're going to see that God definitely fulfills that. So we're only looking at five of the verses in 2 Samuel 13. Traditionally, this scripture is probably taught in one chunk. Maybe because pretty much any of us who teach God's word would prefer to just get past this. Because it's it's anything but a warm, fuzzy passage. It's one where you want to absolutely scream and grab hold of Amnon and say, Dude, wake up. Do not do this. But he did. And the he did will be in next week's lesson. But for this week, we're going to look at his friend. His friend's name is... Jonadab and his role in the heinous sin committed by Amnon. So verse chapter 13, verse 1, now David's son Absalom, which Absalom plays a big part in the life of David as we go along into the, the next few weeks. David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister named Tamar. And Amnon, her half-brother, fell desperately in love with her. Now, we know that this was not love. I mean, we're going to see this from the rest of the text. It was lust. Pure and simple. Who does this sound like? Well, it sounds like his daddy. It sounds like the king who was walking around 
on the roof and said, hey, there's a beautiful woman, bring her to me. That's exactly what we see out of Amnon here. But because Amnon doesn't have the same power as David to be able to say, bring her to me, Amnon obsesses on her. Verse 2 says, Amnon became so obsessed with Tamar that he became ill. She was a virgin and Amnon thought he could never have her. Verse 3, but Amnon had a very crafty friend, his cousin Jonadab. He was the son of David's brother Shimei. One day Jonadab said to Amnon, what's the trouble? Why should the son of the king look so dejected morning after morning? So Amnon told him, I am in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Well, Jonadab said, I'll tell you what to do. Go back to bed and pretend you are ill when your father comes to see you. Ask him to let Tamar come and prepare some food for you. Tell him you'll feel better if she prepares it as you watch and feeds you with her own hands. I want to clobber Jonadab. Is there anybody with me in this? Because what do we have? We have Amnon, who is absolutely positively not in the will of God. He's acting a whole lot like his father, sad but true. He was an adult. He knows what his father has done. Everybody in the household would have known it. He's had a poor example for this season of time, and that saddens me. But he is so filled with lust that he is so fixated on Tamar that only she can satisfy him. We can look at the ESV. It says, Now Absalom, David's son, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And after a time, Amnon, David's son, loved her. And Amnon was so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister. I mean, I don't care what translation I read it from. It's ugly. Because you've got Amnon who is so filled with lust. He may think it is love. It's at least a possibility that he truly believes that he is in love with Tamar. But we all know that love, true love, does not act like this. And as we see in next week's horrific section of scripture, that is not love. But this week, I want to focus more on Jonadab and his role in this heinous event in the household of David. So you've got Amnon. And Amnon is obsessed with Tamar, who is beautiful. Tamar is a beautiful virgin daughter of the king, which all of that put together is like she was somebody that everybody would want as their own, but not her brother. <laughs> and he was her half-brother, but doesn't matter. But we know that family relationships were different back in that time, but Whether they were close kin, which they were, which would cause us in our 
mindset to go, absolutely, that in itself is, oh, no, 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 no. But take it beyond that. It's the type of focus that he has on her. He became so obsessed with Tamar that he became ill. Like, this is so unhealthy. And Jonadab, Jonadab has the opportunity to intervene on behalf of his cousin, his friend, and say, dude, this is the worst idea you have ever had, and let's do something to get you where you need to be and not, absolutely not, let you go down this road. Because we all know, we've lived long enough, that we know that temptations come And thankfully, sometimes temptations go after we have stood our ground or we've gotten away from the situation and we've had some time to step back and think and go, what in the world was I thinking? Why in the world would I have thought that was a good idea? But instead of Jonadab being the voice of reason, again in verse 5, well, Jonadab said, I'll tell you what to do. Go back to bed and pretend you are ill. When your father comes to see you, ask him to let Tamar come and prepare some food for you. Tell him you'll feel better if she prepares it as you watch and feeds you with her own hands. And the thing is, what I don't know, because scripture does not show it, I don't know if Jonadab realized how rotten Amnon was. I don't know. Because Jonadab is giving Amnon dating advice here. (laughs) It's what it looks like to me. He's giving him this dating advice, whether he realizes that it is going to turn to pitch black dark in our next set of scriptures. I don't know. But even if he didn't know that Amnon was going to become violent. He knows that Amnon is not in control. He's looking at him. He is withering away. He can tell that this is not right. And instead of being there and holding him accountable and getting him out of the way and protecting Tamar, instead he gives him some of the tricks of the trade. And talks with him about how he can manipulate the situation so that he gets Tamar all to himself. And as you think about this set of scriptures, because this one is tame compared to next week's. Tame, tame, tame. Next week's will be rated PG-13 at the least. And it's, that's just what it is. But for this week, I want you to think about your own friend group. So take a prayerful look at your friend map. Is there anyone on there of whom you should beware? Do you have a Jonadab in your circle? Someone that if you are looking bad and you are obviously not where you need to be and 
wanting to walk down a dark road, instead of shining the light and getting you back to where God is calling you, they will say, hey, let me lay some stepping stones so that you can literally fall off that cliff. If you have someone that, as I was saying that, comes to your mind, run, my friend, run this very day. Because none of us need friends like that. We need friends who will stick beside us, but will also hold us accountable. Point us to Christ. We've talked about Jonathan and David. How would David's life have been different? How would this whole Bathsheba thing have turned out if Jonathan had still been alive? Like, that's a question that I had never asked, but I'm just thinking about it because Amnon is modeling the behavior of his father of an out-of-control lust. He just doesn't have the same power as his father to be able to call and say, bring her to me. I do. I wonder if the, the life of the history of Israel would have been very different if Jonathan had been around to be a friend to David throughout his reign. I would anticipate that David would have made much wiser choices. So who do you have in your life? Do you have a Jonathan who is someone who will stick closer than a brother who is pointing you to God and to his way? Or do you have Jonadab? Someone that when you say, I have a horrible idea, they say, let me help you make it happen. Either because they like destruction or because they truly want to see you fall and fail. Whatever it is, whatever the reason that they are willing to lead you down or help you walk yourself down a dark path, You do not need them in your life. So I'm going to stop right there. This one right here, I just pray. I pray right now that God will open up your spiritual eyes and ears to the people you have in your life. And I want you, dear God, please help each person to be thankful for the Jonathan influences in their life, but at the same time, to beware of the Jonadabs, those that are either pointing to darkness or laying stepping stones to it. Dear God, please open up our spiritual eyes and ears and help us to make wise decisions. Since bad company does corrupt good morals, Dear God, we need to be careful as to whom we allow influence us. May we make wise decisions for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I'm letting you go a little early this week because, well, next week is going to wear us all out. And there's not a question about it. It's just, it's evil. It is evil. But 
would that evil have ever have occurred if Jonadab had been the man he needed to be and have pointed Amnon to the light instead of laying the framework for him to walk into the darkness? We'll never know because sadly, Jonadab laid down the stones, gave him the advice that he thought was best and it was the best advice to see Amnon plunge even more into sin and into the destruction of Tamar's spirit. I don't look forward to next week's podcast, but I do look forward to what God is going to do and how God's going to use it in the healing of others. Because the story is so extreme, it may be one that God uses to touch a certain group of people who have been harmed by the lustful actions of another. May God prepare hearts and may God guide the right people to the next week's podcast. And may God grant us each wisdom when it comes to our friendships that we will cling to those who are like Jonathan. And we will absolutely run from those who are the Jonadabs of our life. I thank you so much for tuning in. You've got links below to how to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Link below to our Facebook group, to our Twitter account, to our Instagram, and even to the hidden episodes that are really hard to find. Those first really raw episodes of the podcast back in the day when it was called A Country Girl in a City World Loving Jesus. Thank you so very much for tuning in. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.